0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. The issue of heresy has unfortunately become more salient today and in recent weeks, given fiducia supplicants and the formal responses from the dicastery for the destruction of the faith to various questions pertaining to morality, and right conduct and living Catholic lives. It's unfortunately that we actually have to call it now the dicastery for the destruction of the faith, but that is frankly what Francis is having Cardinal Fernandez do. If you're watching this reasonably close to when this is being uploaded in January of 2024, then you know that things have gotten kind of strange in the church lately, especially lately, in the aftermath of a document about blessings that we are being reassured really aren't authorizing blessings for sin when the entire world and most of the catholic world is taking it that way and when you read Cardinal fernandez's own back catalog of writing you see that it's meant to be taken that way and so heresy is unfortunately a salient issue once again in the life of the church with that having been said we now return to saint alphonsus ligori who teaches us what the second centuries heresies were like the previous The previous installment of this examination of heresies from St. Alphonsus Liguori focused on the first century heresies, and now we go into the second century, and you're going to see a lot of familiar-sounding errors, including ones many Protestants agree with today. These were heresies in the first century and in the second century, and they've come back in our time. We now turn to St. Alphonsus Liguori for an examination of these heresies. Chapter 2 heresies of the second century corpocrates was a native of alexandria or as others say of samasota his followers were called gnostics that is learned or enlightened he said that jesus christ was the son of joseph born as other men are and distinguished from them by his virtue alone and that the world was created by angels another blasphemous doctrine of his was that to unite ourselves with god We should practice all the unclean works of concupiscence. Our evil propensities should be followed in everything, for this, he said, was the enemy, spoken of in the gospel, to which we would yield, and by this means we show our contempt for the laws of the wicked angels, and acquire the summit of perfection. And the soul, he said, would pass from one body to another, till it had committed all sorts of unclean actions. Another of his doctrine was that everyone had two souls, for without the second, he said, the first would be subject to the rebellious angels. The followers of this diabolical monster called themselves Christians, and as a distinctive mark, they branded the lower part of the ear with a red iron. They paid the same veneration to the images of Pythagoras, Plato, and the other philosophers as to that of Jesus Christ. Corporates lived in the year 160. Valentine, who it was supposed was an Egyptian, separated himself from the church because he was disappointed in obtaining a bishopric. He came to Rome in 141 and abjured his errors, but soon again embraced them and persevered in them till his passing. He invented a fabulous genealogy of aeons, or gods, and another of his errors was that Jesus Christ did not become incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mary, but brought his body from heaven. He admitted in man a continual exercise of spirit, which united with the flesh rendered lawful every sensual pleasure, and he divided mankind into three classes, the carnal, the animal, and the spiritual. His followers, he said, were the spiritualists, and on that account were exempt from the necessity of good works, because having arrived at the apex of perfection and being certain of eternal felicity, it was useless for them to suffer or observe the law. The carnal, he said, were excluded from eternal salvation and predestined to perdition. Three groups take their origin from a valentine. The first were called Sethites. These paid such honor to Seth, they they that said Jesus Christ was born of him, and some went so far as to say that Jesus Christ and Seth were one and the same person. The second group were called Caanites. These venerated all saints, as saints all those who the scripture tells us were condemned. As Cain, Kor, the inhabitants of that city, our Lord, destroyed in the Old Testament, and especially Judas Iscariot. The third were called Ophites. These said that wisdom became a serpent, and on that account, they adored Jesus Christ as a serpent. They trained one of these reptiles to come out of a cave when called, and creep on the table where the bread for sacrifice was placed. They kissed him while he crept around the bread, and considering it then sanctified by the reptile, whom they blasphemously called Christ, they broke it to the people, who received it as the Eucharist. Ptolemy and Saturninus were disciples of Valentine, but their master, their master admitted thirty eons, and they added eight more. He also had other disciples, Heraclean, whose followers invoked over the the deceased certain names of principalities, and anointed with oil and water. Marcus and Colorabus taught that all truth was shut up in the Greek alphabet, and on that account they called Christ Alpha and Omega. And Van Ranst added to the list the Arconocites, who rejected the sacraments. Florinus, who said that God was the author of sin, and Blastus, who insisted that Easter should be celebrated after the, the fashion of our elder brothers. The disciple Valentine made a new gospel and added various books to the canon of scripture as the parable of the Lord, the prophetic sayings, and the sermons of the apostles. It is needless to add that all these were according to their own doctrines. Epiphanes, the son of Cophacates, besides defending the condemnable opinions of his father, openly rejected the law of Moses, and especially the two last precepts of the Decalogue. He also rejected the gospel, though he pretended to follow it. Prodicus taught that it was lawful to deny the faith in order to avoid death. He rejected the worship of an invisible god and adored the four elements and the sun and the moon. He condemned all prayers to God as superstitious, but he prayed to the elements and planets to be propitious to mankind. This impious worship he always performed without clothing. Noel Alexander and Theodora had assigned to this heretic the institution of the group called the Adamites. These always performed the religious exercises in their churches, or rather bro- or rather houses of ill repute, as St. Epiphanius called them, without clothing, pretending by this to imitate the innocence of Adam, but in reality practicing every abomination. Tatian was born in Assyria and was a disciple of St Justin Martyr. He was the founder of the group called the Encrotics, or the Continent. He taught with Valentine that matter was uncreated and eternal. He attributed the creation to God, but through the instruction, instrumentality of an inferior eon, who said, let there be light, not by way of command, but of supplication, and thus light was created. He denied with Valentine the resurrection of the dead, and human flesh, he said, was too unworthy to be united with the divinity of the person of Christ. He deprived man of free will, saying he was good and spiritual, or bad and carnal, by necessity, according as the seed of divine grace was infused or not in him. And he rejected the law of Moses, as not instituted by God, but by Eon who created the world. Finally, he condemned matrimony, prohibiting the use of flesh, meat, and wine, and because he used nothing but water in the consecration of the chalice, his disciples were called hydroporastati or aquari. Severus was a disciple of Tatian, but different from his master in some essential points, especially in admitting the law of Moses, the prophets, and the gospels. Julius Capianus, a disciple of Valentine, joined with Severus and was the founder of the heresy of the Doceti, who said that Jesus had not a real but an apparent body he wrote a book on continents in which he quoted a passage of the spurious gospel used by the egyptians in which jesus christ is made to curse matrimony in his commentaries on genesis he says marriage was the forbidden fruit sardonius followed the doctrines of simon menander and saturnius besides he taught with Manes the existence of two first principles or gods a good and a bad one and admitted this resurrection of the soul but not of the body he rejected all the gospels except saint luke's and twisted that in several places Marcion was a native of the city of Sinope in the province of Pontus, and the son of a Catholic bishop. In his early days, he led a life of continence and retirement, but for an act of morality, he was cut off from the church by his own father. He then went to Rome and endeavored to accomplish his restoration. But not being able to succeed, he, in a fit of rage, said, I will cause an eternal division in your church. He then united himself to Cerdonius, admitting two principles, and founding his doctrine on the sixth chapter of St. Luke, where it is said, "'A good tree cannot bring forth bad fruits.'" The good principle, he said, was the author of good, and the bad one of evil, and the good principle was the the father of Jesus Christ, the giver of grace, and the bad one the creator of matter and the founder of the law. He denied the incarnation of the Son of God, saying it was repugnant to a good God to unite himself with the filthiness of flesh, and that his soul should have for a companion a body infected and corrupted by nature. He also taught the existence of two gods, one the good God and the other an evil one, the God of our elder brothers, and the creator of the world. Each of these gods promised to send a Christ. Our Christ appeared in the reign of Tiberius and was the good Christ. The elder brother Christ did not yet come. The older testament he rejected because it was given by the bad principle or god of our elder brothers. Among other errors, he said that when Jesus descended into perdition, he did not save Abel or Henoch or Noah or Noah or any other of the just of the old law because they were friends of the god of our elder brothers, but he saved Cain the inhabitants of one of the cities that destroyed by God in the Old Testament, and the Egyptians because they were the enemies of this god. Apelles, the most famous disciple of Marcion, was excommunicated by his master for committing a crime against chastity and felt his disgrace so much that he fled to Alexandria. This heretic, among other errors, said that God created a number of angels and powers and among the rest a power called the Lord, who created this world to resemble the world above, but not being able to bring it to perfection, he repented him of having created it. Van Rance says he rejected the prophecies and said the Son of God t- took a body of air, which at his ascension dissolved into air again. Montanus, a cardinal of Orsi, tells us, was born in Ardraba, an obscure village of Mysia. He first led such a mortified life that he was esteemed a saint, but possessed by the demon of ambition, his head was turned. He began to speak in an extraordinary manner and made use of unknown words and uttered prophecies in contradiction to the traditions of the church. Some thought him possessed by a spirit of error. Others looked on him as a saint and prophet. He soon acquired a number of followers and carried his madness to the most utmost excess. Among others who joined him were two loose women of the names of priscilla and Priscilla and Maximilla, and seemingly possessed by the same spirit as himself, they uttered the most extraordinary rhodomentades. Montanus said that he and his prophetesses received the plenitude of the Holy Ghost, which was only partially communicated to others, and he quoted in his favor the text of St. Paul. Quote, be part, we know, and be part of prophecy. And they that had the madness to esteem themselves greater than the apostles, since they had received the Holy Ghost promised by Jesus Christ in perfection. They also said that God wished at first to save the world by means of Moses and the prophets. When he saw that they were not able to accomplish it, he himself became incarnate. But even this not sufficing, he descended into the Holy Ghost, into Montanus and his prophetess. He established nine fasting days and three months of the year. Among other errors, he prohibited his disciples to fly from persecution and refused to admit sinners to repentance and prohibited second marriages. Eusebius tells us that he perished miserably, having disposed of himself the way that Judas Iscariot did. The heresy of Montanus shot forth different branches at the Cataphrigians, Aphrotides, Profusians, Ascrodigides, and Pedichlorites. The Cataphrygians were called from the nation to which Montanus belonged. The Eucharistic bread they used was made of flour and blood, and done so in an unspeakable manner. This we learn from Noel Alexander. The Arterdorites were called because, in the sacrifice of the Eucharist, they offered up bread and cheese. The Paputians took their name from an obscure village of Phrygia, where they held their solemn meetings. They ordained women and men. The Astrodites were no better than the ancient Bacchonites. They used bottles which they filled with wine near the altar, saying that these were the new bottles Jesus Christ spoke of. They shall put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. The pataloracronolites were so-called because they wore a small stick in the mouth or nose, a sign of strict silence. They were so-called patalos, a stick, and rinkos, the nose. Bardasines, a native of Edessa in Syria, lived in this age also. He was celebrated in the time of Marcus Aurelius for his learning and constancy in defending the faith. He told the philosopher Apollonius, the favorite of the emperor who endeavored to twist him, that he was ready to seal his belief with his blood. He opposed the errors of Valentine, but being educated in his school was infected with some of them, especially disbelieving the resurrection of the dead. He wrote many works in refutation of the heresies of his day, especially an excellent treatise on fate, which St. Jerome and his catalogue of ecclesiastical writers praises highly. We may truly say with Noel Alexander that the fall of so great a man is to be lamented. Theodotus the Curier, so-called on account of his trade, was a native of Byzantium, and he, along with Artemon, asserted like Ebion and Cerinthus that Christ was mere man. Besides this, there was another Theodotus called Argentarius, or the banker, who taught that Melchizedek was Christ, or even greater than Christ, on account of that verse of the Psalms, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And his followers were afterwards called Melchizedekites. Hermogenes said that matter was uncreated and eternal. Tertullian, Eusebius, and Lactantius refuted this error. He also taught that the devils would hereafter be united with matter, and that the body of Jesus Christ was in the sun. And those were some of the rather amusing <laughs> heresies, of the second century, and some definitely not so amusing. But imagine believing that Jesus Christ's body resides in the sun. It's an odd supposition to make. Not sure how they got to that logical conclusion, but those are heresies from the second century. And some we see traces of today. For instance, you saw that one of those heretics believed that that wine was evil, and so they used water in their consecration. And we see this today, some Protestant groups say that alcohol is evil, and so they use grape juice. And then they claim that our Lord used grape juice, not realizing that the technology and techniques to keep juice from fermenting didn't exist until the 19th century. Interesting how that works out. But you see some of these other heresies creeping in, at least in spirit, into modernism. And remember, according to Pope St. Pius X, modernism is the synthesis of all heresies. Food for thought. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps, too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.